I am back. I'm sorry for the two-week delay. My plan is to do this every other week for now, but with the holidays, it just got a little bit crazy, you know, since I'm so religious and everything. No, that's not really why. It just, my whole family was here, and when my whole family is here, Mason is kind of in our living room area, so he would be sleeping at the times that I would want to record, and it just didn't work out as planned. Um, usually, he stays in a different room, but when everyone's here, we're a packed house of like all nine bedrooms are taken. So, yes, that is why I have not been here. Anyway, I'm just having a sip of my Spindrift. Anybody that drinks Spindrift, I find it so weird. Like, lemon, I really, really enjoy, but lime is so bubbly. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but I only like lemon, in case you want to know. So anyway, let's start with the catch-up. Um, first, we had Rosh Hashanah. This is not like a Jewish podcast, by the way. I'm just going over what has happened recently in my life. Um, Rosh Hashanah was on, I think, let's see on the calendar, like two weeks ago. And for Rosh Hashanah, we had like 30 people here. And anybody that knows me knows I love hosting. I love cooking. I love doing the whole holiday thing. And we had a great night. Um... I feel like we were a little underprepared with the food, to be honest, but that's because I kind of took control, but I also was, like, feeling like shit, so I didn't really have as much involvement as usual, but everything wound up being fine, so, yes, but I do want to talk about one thing, so the next podcast I have, I'm going to have an actual guest on, it's not just going to be me ranting, even though it seems that some of you do like that, um, and I think I'm going to have my mom or my sister on to talk about sobriety, which I mentioned in the first episode, but, or first episode of this new quote-unquote season, but one thing I noticed is how different my family life is, and I don't even think it's just my family life, like, even when I go out with friends, it's so different, like, back in the day, I feel like the wine was flowing, the drinks were going, and now it's just, like, it's so different, yeah, people still have a glass or two of wine, but it's just not the same how it used to be, and when I was helping clean up, um, I rushed on a dinner, or not even at the end, like, it was about to be the end, and I looked over at the bar, and I noticed that only one and a half bottles of red wine had been drink drank, sorry, not drinking, drank, and one bottle of white wine had been drink drank. This was for 30 people. I think that, I don't know, two years ago, if you looked at how, not two, maybe three, four years ago, if you looked at how many bottles of wine were drank at our holidays, it was probably, I'm not kidding, 25 to 30. Um, everybody used to drink so much, and it would just, the nights would end differently, not in fights per se, but like not relaxing. And now it's just calm, nice, relaxing holidays. There's so much love, there's no drama. Again, not that there was so much drama, we're not really like a drama-filled family. I mean, there's always something going on. There's never a dull moment. Let's get that straight. But, but um, yeah, it's just so different and so nice. I just feel so lucky that everyone seems to have evolved and either have cut back their drinking or have become sober or just, you know, have identified some sort of problem but not a full problem. Whatever it is, it's working. And I'm just so happy to have my family and again close friends be on that same page it's just such a more simpler easier type of life and yeah I'm definitely guilty probably due to the fact that there's a bunch of addicts in my family and 
how I lost my dad, but I'm not constantly, you know, looking how much people are drinking and or drugging. And it's really, really triggering for me to be around people that, you know, have no limits. And I was someone that used to have no limits. I think that I'm, there's probably people that see my Instagram stories when I post about fentanyl and stuff and that are like rolling their eyes knowing that I used to do drugs at times and definitely drank more than most people I know. But my life is different now. And like, I can't even, I was talking to my friend Molly, we were at dinner on Friday night. And I was saying like, cause she was talking about how she's excited to have a glass of wine or whatever, she's pregnant. And I was like, I have no desire. One, I think it's also because if I wanted a glass of wine, I would have a glass of wine pregnant. I don't think anything is wrong with that. So maybe also like the part that like I don't restrict it for myself makes it less a thing. Like if I want to take a, if we're at an Italian restaurant and having, you know, a heavy red sauce meal or whatever it is, like I definitely would be like, oh, let me have a sip of that Montepulciano or whatever it is. Like I love that aspect of wine, but I will never ever be that five o'clock open bottle of wine person. And Molly was like, that's crazy. Like, you were the biggest wino, not in a mean way or bad way, but you were, like, one of the biggest winos I know. And, yeah, I said to her, I think that probably from when I was 18 to 24 or 25, there was probably, like, a total of, like, 22 days where I didn't drink in, in all the time period. Like, and those were, like, when I was sick. Wine was just, like, a huge part of my life. Like, it just, at the day would end, and I would have a glass, again, it wasn't four glasses of wine, I mean, after my dad died, it probably became a lot more, but it wasn't a bottle all the time or anything like that, it was just like, when 5.30, 6 o'clock hit, I would have a glass or a glass and a half of wine, which is so crazy to me to comprehend now, because I can't imagine, like, even if I have a glass and a half of wine now, um, in between the time I was not pregnant, you know, the full six months, I would feel it the next day. And I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm older, but I'm still in my 20s. It's not like I'm like this old haggard, you know, they say as you get older, the hangovers get worse. But it's not about a hangover, just about feeling just how you feel. I think that like when you're in that, like I thought I knew what it felt to feel good. By the way, I do not feel good right now. This pregnancy has been kicking my ass. I feel terrible. I obviously am so excited for my little girl to come. I feel her moving now every day. Like, I'm so, so happy to be pregnant. But I also just did not experience this with Mason. Like, I completely understand how people hate being pregnant now. I don't hate being pregnant because I still am obsessed with the fact that, like, I'm creating life. But it's definitely not the unicorn glowing aspect that I felt while I was pregnant with Mason. But anyway, um, I think that... You know, I felt how I felt waking up every day and how I, like, thought about my days. That was just my normal. And I think that for so many people that, like, still heavily drink or still do drugs, like, they their normal of feeling good is not, you know, it's not what... I just made it louder, so sorry in your ears. Um, it's not... They don't know how it actually feels to feel good. I miss feeling good. I can't wait to feel good again. But that's probably a very long time out considering I'll be breastfeeding this little girl for some time. Um, anyway, that was such a random tangent. But yeah, that's going to kind of go into talking about sobriety and or changing your relationship with alcohol. 
and hopefully drugs. And I keep, uh, anyway, what I was saying before is that people probably roll their eyes when they see my post on Instagram. Like, you know, me and Evan definitely <laughs> were quite partiers in our day. But ever since, like I was saying to him on our walk the other day, like we're lucky. I mean, my mom might hear this and be like, you're a loser. But we are, we are lucky. Like when we were little or younger, we were able to experiment with drugs. Like doing a little bit of coke or whatever it was, wasn't gonna necessarily kill you. The bad thing about doing coke was just coke being bad. Now it's nothing like that. You can do a lot, I mean, I just found out about a 60 year old dad from Old Westbury who died of coke. He wasn't a coke head. One night out, probably at like a bat mitzvah. I mean, I don't know where it was, but a bat mitzvah or a night out, wherever it was, one line or one bump of coke that's mixed with fentanyl, boom, his life is over. And now his kids have to go through the fact that they lost their dad from cocaine. <laughs> it's just not something that I will ever test again. And the fact that now, like, people think, like, oh, they have their test, not, test fentanyl strips. Okay, great. That's better than nothing. But what Evan's therapist at a point said to me, he's like, if you have to test your fentanyl, like, test cocaine for fentanyl, and you still feel the need to do it, like, maybe it's time to look a little inward which I certainly agree with. I think that's fucking pathetic and strange. And I think that anybody in your life who's telling you that they have these great test strips that they probably get from Amazon for 250 needs a fucking reality check because they clearly have issues. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm looking at my page nicer is something that I wrote because the next thing I wanted to talk about is, again, I don't know why this is like a Jewish heavy episode. I'm really not so religious, but I wrote New Year, because it's a Jewish New Year, and my goals for the New Year. And one of my goals is definitely to be nicer. I think that the majority of people that know me think that I'm a really nice person. I am a really nice person. But I think that particularly in this pregnancy, I've been so, like not, I mean, I'm ha I, I couldn't be happier again. I don't have any form of uh, depression or anything, but like, I'm just not myself. And I feel maybe anxiety ridden like I know everything is so okay but I and I feel good in my day-to-day -day, but I also feel like how can I try to explain it how I'd explain it is just I'm not myself so I think I'm more on edge I guess and things that maybe didn't bother me I mean that's not even it because the main thing is that I think I say things to people and I think that like very close people in my life have pointed this out to me that I've said things that I think that like maybe are just funny or they don't mean anything and and they come across as rude um and that's not okay obviously the people that I love I need to support I need to lift them up and just saying things that are stupid and like off the cuff quick responses that can come off as rude is just not any kind of person who I want to be I'm, a, I'm very present when I'm with the people that I'm talking to and being present is great, good for me, but it's not okay to just say quick, quick, snappy remarks because I just, you know, I wouldn't want to be around someone like that. So that's something that I'm working on. And yeah, it's, it sounds strange to write be nicer when I do think I'm quite nice, but it's more just working on taking a second to think about things before I say it. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, why did I just say that? I have an example that's in my head, but it feels so stupid, but whatever, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Actually, I think I'll be judged too hard. 
But anyway, what it came down to is I thought my mom said something to me and she didn't. And when she said, well, no, it was this, I go, oh, so I guess you lied. Obviously, she didn't lie. And who knows if she said that? Maybe I heard her wrong in this conversation that I'm referencing. The part that I thought she quote unquote lied about was months ago. I should have just said, oh, I guess I heard you wrong. Oh, you must have lied. That's rude. Not nice. And yeah, that's just a little anecdote. So that's something that I'm working on. Um, what else do I want to talk about? So another thing I wrote here is a relationship seg segment. And I really wanted to have Emin come on to talk about this. But I think that when you have kids, or not even when you just have kids, after you're together for so many years, as now we've been together for like seven years, things, you know, you change so much as people. And luckily for us, I think our changes have brought us so much closer. Like we've always had so fun and been so connected. You know, we're definitely best friends. But now it's just like a different level. And I don't even want to just make everything about having kids because it's not just about having kids. It's just the whole picture of everything that we've gone through like obviously losing my dad being together you know being together as you have all the different crazy changes that happen within seven years of your life it just brings you so much closer and it's so crazy that I think as you for me as you grow older in the relationship you realize so many different things like oh this is why they're like this and obviously a lot of that has to do with like how, you know, when you see their family dynamics more and more and more. I've always been so close with my husband's family, but like as he gets, as we, or maybe as I just get older and smarter, I'm like, oh, now I completely understand why this is something that's bothered him for all these years. And I think that what I'm trying to get at is like, it's really important to talk about these things, not to say, oh, your mom was, did this. That's why you're like this or whatever. That's rude. But to sit down and say, you know, I'm not your mom or I'm not your sister or whatever it is. That doesn't go for my case. I'm just using examples. But to have actual conversations because that way you can, you know, hopefully try. People, the thing is, I hate the quote, people don't change. People change so fucking much. One, they change when they're not trying to. But if, people, if someone is trying to change who they are, like that is so beyond totally possible and also, I think that we'll get to that if I have my mom on. Like, my mom has become a different person. I mean, she's still Jilly. She's still her, her you know, main part of her. But, you like, she's done so much work on herself to change. I think I've done so much work on myself. I think I used to be, like, this carefree. I mean, I still, I, maybe I should be a little more carefree. But I've done so much work on myself just to, like, understand people more. And I think that anybody that says, like, people don't change, it's just so dumb. That's probably just someone saying that, like, after their boyfriend cheated on them to... Well, one, if my boyfriend cheated on me, I would never be with him again. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, they use that as, like, a quick response. Like, this person's not going to change. Or, like, you'll never change. It's just so not true. So what I was saying is, like, if you have examples of things that you notice, don't just take that... I mean, one, use it to rationalize things to yourself. That's important. But... Also talk to your partner about it. Like I think and I hope that there's things that I've talked to Evan about that I've noticed that now we put out in the open and we can grow from it. And maybe then he won't be that way as much. Um, yeah, that's just something that I was thinking about recently. Also with relationships, I think that 
one thing that that works that I just brought up to him. I'm not sure if we're going to use it or not, but I don't know if anybody else gets like this, but sometimes in a, when you're, I mean, not a fight necessarily, because I don't, luckily we don't really fight, but if you're having like a bicker or any sort of situation where you're like going back and forth, I think that sometimes it's like, you just want to be like, shut the fuck up. To me, if someone says shut up, that's like, like breaks my heart. I don't know. Evan claims that my mom told me to shut up once, but I don't really remember that. Um, but in my household, the word shut up was worse than like fuck. Like shut up and stupid were not okay. Like, and I'm going to continue that. Shut up is just like the most degrading. Like, it's like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Just shut your mouth word I've ever heard in my life. Not word, phrase. And it's something that really ticks me off. And the other day, Evan told me to shut up. And I was like, that I'm not, that's not a part of this repertoire. Like, that's not a part of this conversation. That's not a part of any conversation for me. You cannot tell me to shut up. He's like, I don't mean to shut up. I just need you to stop. You're, like, pestering me. And, like, I need a, a second. And I told him that I had this therapist once that had this suggestion. And I really didn't like it at the time, so I never even told him. <laughs> but now I said, you know what? There's this method that I learned from a therapist that I used to go to that she said when we're in like a heated bicker or heated fight or conversation, whatever it is, the one person can say, I need a break. What I need a break means is like, I need a second. But if you say I need a break, then you have to be the one to bring up the, to finish the conversation within the next two hours. You can't, the other person who didn't say I need a break, I couldn't say, if Evan said to me, I need a break, I would have to say, okay, and walk out of the room and continue whatever I was doing. And then within the next two hours, he would have to say, okay, I'm ready to finish the talk. That way it eases things, everything calms down, and then you have a second to actually speak to each other. So, and then the other person, like I couldn't say like, are you ready to talk about it yet? Are you ready to talk about it? No, no mention. The other person has to say it. And it's not like an option for them to not bring it up. If they don't bring it up in two hours and you can be like, I guess you can say something, but that's, she said that's just like not supposed to happen. So anyway, I mean, I don't know. I Hopefully that, that's something that we'll take with us. But I think that it's like a really good way to get things to calm down. Because usually you're on the same page. Like a lot of the time when you're bickering or fighting with your person, it also can probably work for family dynamics or anything too, by the way. But anyway, so if you're fighting or arguing with your person, a lot of the time you guys are like trying to say the actual same thing. For this conversation, this is what happened. So I was... um. Like, we, ha we live in Florida, that's like our main res residence, but we also have our apartment in the city, and Evan was trying to say, like, let's declutter, like, let's get a lot of stuff out of the city apartment, and I was saying to him, like, why, so we can clutter another place, like, we're lucky enough to have this apartment, why wouldn't we leave the stuff here, and, like, why would we bring it to the old Westbury house, or bring it to Florida, when we're I'm not going to wear this stuff there. And he kept saying to me, well, if you're not going to wear it, then you don't need it here. If you're not going to wear it. And I kept trying to say to him, well, I'm four months pregnant right now. Like this is nothing's going to fit. This stuff doesn't fit me right now. I would be wearing it if it did fit me. Like I, you know, I love to put dresses on at night and all this type of thing. And he was just like not getting, we just were, we were going back and forth for no reason. And he was saying to me, just get, I just want it to be clear. You don't need this stuff. You've a thousand pairs of shoes. You have all these pocketbooks. You have this, 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 this going on and on. And I was like, I don't understand. We have this apartment. Why don't we just keep our stuff here? 
And he finally was like, shut up. And that's when I was like, whoa, that's not okay. You don't speak to me like that. And then two hours later, again, I didn't tell him about the break thing, nothing like that. Two hours later, he sees my closet, one of my closets where like all my fall jackets are kept and dresses. And he's like, wow, you really emptied it out. And I was like, yeah, that's what you asked me to do, isn't it? I emptied it all out just like you wanted, you know? And he was like, that's not what I meant. I meant everything that you're not going to wear. I said, Evan, this shit doesn't fit me right now. And he's like, well, do you, we're, like, and I go, here, I want to see an example of something I would have liked to um, keep here. I took out the whole bag box of fall jackets. I put this on. I said, this is a great outfit for going, whatever. And he goes, yeah, 100%. That's something that should stay here. I go, oh, this one too. Like another helmet laying blazer type thing. He's like, yes, that should stay here. And I'm like, this, and he was, that's what I meant is that everything that's like New York City-ish should stay here. And I was like, that's what I was trying to say. And, and I go, I was trying to have the conversation with you, but you were just saying, no, no clutter, no clutter. So we couldn't ever get on the same page. And that's when I explained to him, like, maybe that I need a break thing. Because then I just had to re-unpack all the shit that I had already packed because all that stuff should be in the city. We, I have closets in the city. Why wouldn't they be there? So anyway, that's what happened. And I think that, like, with that method, it would have just avoided the whole tobacco back and forth. And it especially would have avoided him telling me to shut up. Because as I said, shut up is just so, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, like, alone in that. But I feel like it's, like, the rudest thing you can possibly say to someone. So, yeah, that's one method that I wanted to share with y'all. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Hmm. Oh. Actually, I'm not going to go into that. This is going to be short and sweet because I'm going to have my mom on to talk about, or my sister, whoever wants to do it. I mean, it's not really whoever wants to do it. Both of them I want to have on eventually. But whoever's free to do it tomorrow. I will have on and that will be a longer episode but I just wanted to give you guys two at once because I haven't been here for two weeks so today is Monday October 10 the day before my husband's birthday happy birthday Evan if you're listening to this which you're not um and anyway I'm happy to be back again recording these things and talking to you guys I hope you enjoyed this little anecdote into my life adios